Welcome back, everyone, to episode nine of the Post to Post podcast. I'm Matt Small. With me, as always, is Chris Ronan. How's your night been, buddy? What's going on, brother? Had a good week this week. Uh, me and the guys started playing Call of Duty Warzone again. Nice. Battle Royale. I'm, I'm having fun on that, so that might be my new thing this yeah, next week or so. go to NHL 21 already? No, no, definitely still on that. The hut grind is, is tough, man. Like, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's kind of like... It's one of those games that you have to do daily in order to stay up to date and do well in it. Like, uh, there's a lot of like challenges and stuff yeah. that you get rewards for, but like complete them on a daily basis. With the Warzone, I mean, a lot of my buddies play, and like, I like games that you can communicate a lot with. Like, right. you know, I, I like communication based games, basically. Huh, interesting. So, like, I, it won't be like a casual game for me, the hut thing that you're talking about. Like, I can't just do it on the weekends or. It's just yeah, like, but I mean, if you miss a day, it's all over. No, no, not like that. It's just you don't. It's it's a reward based system. So the more that you do, the more that you get, and the more you can grow in the game. You can do it casually, like I've been. Yeah. But back in the day, I would do it just on the weekends, like you're saying. But, oh wow. But like, it resets every 24 hours, so you can get more rewards every day. You right. know. Right. So right. it's just that grind, that little thing in the back of my head that says you should go do this. You know. <laughs> uh, next, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, one of them being uh, the Hurricanes and Caps uh, having an issue with COVID tonight. Uh, uh, not tonight, this week. Uh, Hurricanes not playing to at least January 3rd with five plays with the, on a COVID protocol related to on the absence list. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a recurring issue throughout the season. Um, I think maybe after this week we won't cover it as much as we will tonight just because right. it is what it is, you know. Like, these teams are going to do that. Um, like Dallas was supposed to play on the 19th. They're not playing until tonight, the, or no, tomorrow, the 22nd. So a three-day delay on that. Now we have Carolina going into um, COVID protocol. Uh, the Caps going into COVID protocol, you know? Right. And for everyone listening, protocol also doesn't mean tested positive. It's just uh, it's just might have had symptoms. Or There's a chance they could safe, have it, so to be happen. safe there. Um, for the Hurricanes players, the list came out. It's Jordan Stahl, Warren Fogle, Jordan Martinook. Uh, Jacob Slavin and Tivo Teravainen. Uh, so big names on there. Uh, Hurricanes are going to be missed. Um, uh, Hurricanes going to be hurting without them if they were playing. Uh, there are yeah. I mean, sorry to jump in, but it's almost better that they're postponing the games, missing those names like missing Slavin and Teravainen. Like that could have a big impact on on their games. So right, right. they're probably better off having these games postponed. You know? Exactly. Unfortunately for the Capitals, though, they're in the same situation, but they're still playing. Uh, big names like Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Orlov, and Ilya Samsonov are on the list um, for the protocol, and uh, they're still playing, so they're going to be hurting without them. Yeah, that's that's some big ticket names right there. That's mm -hmm. two of your starting forwards and your top goalie right now, right? Right, uh, which we just found out. Ilya Samsonov we just found out tonight uh, that he did test positive for COVID, so he is out. Uh, tested positive, so Damn. it's a big hit for uh, the Caps. Hopefully, Ovechkin, Kuzi, and uh, Orlov come back soon. Uh, but because of this, the team faced a hundred thousand dollar violation from the health and safety protocols for uh, socializing among team members who were in close contact or are not wearing face coverings. That's tough. I mean, they're they're probably like in their hotel room chilling, like not wearing a mask. They're like, I'm around these guys all day, anyways. Like, I mean, we're getting into like. Uh, what becomes a political topic, but I get why they did it. Yeah. Like I have you over my house. We're not wearing masks. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're clearly in the same room. We're probably roughly a little under six feet apart, but yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, like they're just trying to live a little and it sucks. Um, I mean, when you're in that main of a spotlight, you should probably follow the rules right. like they're supposed to be, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It, it's tough. It also, it's what it is. Uh, I, if I was in a hotel room with my team, I wouldn't want to be like sitting there wear, wearing a mask the whole time. They're probably boozing too, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't know. Like I get the NHL, you know, they're trying to be safe as uh as can be, they did the same thing in the bubble, you know, try to be as safe as can be. And it's very strict. You're a professional. It's, you know, strict rules, like oblige, like you gotta, uh, swear I'm looking for oblige. You gotta, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta follow them. I guess. Follow them. But, uh, it's just unfortunate. And, um, I don't know. Uh, caps are paying a big price for that team wise. Uh, definitely with, you know, the big, like I said, the big names out and paying $100,000. Yeah, no, it's funny. It says the team the team got hit with the fine. Do you think the organization's like, you guys did this. You four, 25K each, all right? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Right? It's it's on them. They yeah. did it. You know, it's not like it. the whole organization ignored the protocols. Uh, I think uh, Ovechkin had, like, some kind of, like, comment to that. Uh, I All right, so Ovi's the captain, obviously. Right. I just think as a captain, he needs to make that statement. I don't, sorry, go ahead. I want you to tell them the statement. No, go ahead. Cause you sent it to me and you were like, wow, it kind of seems like he's kind of brushing this one off, sweeping it under the rug. He does. And I, I don't see it like that. I see it like he's a captain. He needs to make this statement. He made a mistake and he needs to own up to it. The same way that if another team, if it wasn't him that did it, his teammates, he would make the same statement, I think. You know, it's just the captain owning his mistake. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, it's, again... You don't have the direct quote there, right? It's just, I don't have the direct quote. I did send it to you this week, and I uh, actually just remembered it as we're talking yeah. about it, but yeah, uh, from what Ovechkin said, I was like, oh, okay, it seems like he just like, ah, oh, this is dumb, let's just move this aside, you know, but... Uh, I don't know, it just seemed like a typical press release. It, I don't think it was anything that he was saying it seems dumb. I think it was just, I need to make this statement, and that's it. That's what the organization would have stated if it was shoe on the other foot, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Um, it was, I think it was definitely force-fed words, but I don't think you can take insight on how Ovi felt about the statement. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were probably like, here, read this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, that's what I mean. It's like, you can't really gauge how Ovechkin feels based on that, you know? Right. Just just read this verbatim. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, what, what was his name? So we were just talking about him uh, from the, was it the Ducks or whatever? He goes, oh, man. He goes, thanks for being here. And he goes, oh, yeah. Be, uh, Kevin Bieksa. Uh, he's closing an interview with, with someone. And uh, it's one of those middle of the period things. So the guy's trying to focus on winning the hockey game. And <laughs> she's like, all right, thanks. For, thanks for joining me, Kevin. He's like, I didn't have a choice, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it Hilarious. <just> <laughs> Uh, speaking about having an, uh, an issue with uh, on the conference, you got Jake Voracek this week, who uh, was <laughs> not too pleased with uh, reporter Mike Sielski. Uh, Sielski believes he went off on Sielski. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess we could say it. He pretty much told him to go fuck himself. Oh, absolutely. Called- this was like the most abrupt thing I've ever seen. I don't know who was sitting with Voracek. But like the second he said it, his, his eyes, eyes were like were wide open. He's like, Whoa, Whoa, he's shit. doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he he didn't. Vorchek didn't look too happy. Like even being there, even being there yeah. to begin with. And then when he said something, and he goes, "You're gonna fucking write whatever you want anyway, you fucking weasel." Yeah, where did that come yeah. from? He took him down. So I think it was like last season or the season before. Um, this dude, like, how's it go? He like misread something. Yeah. So. Uh, they couldn't get to down to why he was mad, but they they kind of figured it out. And Silski wrote an article back in October of 2019, 
Uh, in the article, he said the Flyers got off to a slow start that year, and the head coach, Elaine Vigneault, is talking and says he needs more time. Uh, sorry, needs more from his veteran groups uh, of players. Uh, Voracek and James Van Riemsdyk were laughing as he was talking. And uh, Sielski came out and he said he didn't mean like they were actually laughing at the coach and apologized for the misunderstanding. Uh, he actually went back and fixed the article and is trying to smooth things over with Jake. But I, I guess you could see. But it, it's also kind of something small. So there had to have been something else that he did. Yeah, so like going back and refixing the article is what you should do there, but nobody cares about that. That's not the story. The yeah. story is what you initially write. You did it for the clicks kind of thing. So I see why Voracek is upset. You just don't usually see it addressed in front of the audience like this. And so go ahead. I was going to say, and I don't think it's something so small from back in October of 2019. He's probably from, done it all season long. He's probably done it all season long. He's one of just those reporters them, you know? that's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't remember his name right now. Uh uh, Columbus Blue Jackets head coach what, Tortorella. Tortorella. He's known in like many compilations oh, on YouTube yeah. of just roasting. He's on. like he's like the Belichick of the NHL, right? The right. way that he does his interviews. Right, he does it. Yep. Yeah. But it's like he there's another compilation of all the players like giving reporters shit too, and I'm like, it makes sense. There's so many reporters out there. I, I, I hate to bring it up yet again, but like uh, 98.5. Felger and Mass just shitting on Rass. Like, you're going to keep doing it, and all so of a sudden, I as think, a reporter, come up to Rass and start asking him questions. You think Rass is going to, like, be like, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. Not, but I think the reporters have a hard job because if you ask the simple, easy question, you're going to get a one word answer. Right. And if you ask the hard questions, you look like an asshole. You know what I mean? Right. So they're in a tough spot. But the funniest thing to me was the, <laughs> the direct quote <laughs> from Boracek Doesn't matter what I say, Mike, you're going to write fucking shit every time. <laughs> <laughs> Savage, savage. dude, just buried him in front of everyone. (laughs) He's like, next question. I didn't even want to answer that. You're a weasel. (laughs) That's not even... It's not even that bad. It, I think it's the way he did it too, because he's sitting there just like just disgruntled <laughs> and like rubs his eyes. Get me out of here! I hate yeah, this guy. Like, he got. I think at one point he goes, "I wasn't even gonna fucking answer your question." Yeah. He goes, "You fucking weasel!" Yeah. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, he, he dusted him big time. I couldn't. I didn't see that. All of a sudden, it started like appearing all over Instagram and like social media. I'm like, "What's this?" And like, click on the video. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So funny. <laughs> he looks just like the. Um, I mean, it's. <laughs> it sounds stupid to, too, stupid to say any ginger with a big bushy beard like that looks like the the wild thing the wildling from game of thrones doesn't he, <laughs> he does. <laughs> like um, Brianna Toth just like you know just yeah yeah staring her down <laughs> um <laughs> moving on from that uh so we had an issue uh in Ireland is uh, Von Lomov was struck in the neck during warm-ups uh by a teammate Cal Clutterbuck uh, which gave Ilya Sorokin his first NHL start. They lost 5 nothing. Uh On top of that, for lo- the game before, uh, Farley shut out the Bruins one nothing, And then the game coming back uh, shut out uh, that too. So he had two consecutive shutouts after that. So what, what do you think about that, though, for, like, especially practices, especially men's league? Uh, it, Depending on, like, if you're playing, like, B, C, D level or whatever, I feel like um, there's so many guys there that don't understand. They're just taking clap bombs, even though, like, you, your back could be turned toward, like, facing them. And they'll be like, all right, tell them to, like, yeah, take they don't care, man. bombs. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. But I feel like in this league... NHL, I don't, I don't feel like that. Shit it doesn't happen. happen often because they know in warmups, control your shot. There's no reason to go bar down on a goalie in warmups. So no. I don't know who shot the puck. I mean, it was Cal Clutterbuck. 
Oh, it was Clutterbuck. Yeah. <laughs> He's been around so long. I'm sure it wasn't intentional, obviously. I don't even think he was trying to go bar down. I feel like the shot must have just gotten away from him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's dead center of the net. He's an NHL player. He should, like, he's been in the league so long. He should be able to control that shot. Right. So, I don't think he's, like, do, like intending to hit him, but it's just a bad look. Like, I've suck. seen... There's, like, this one picture that's always on the, the goalie pages of a goalie in warm-ups, and it's just got targets, like, all right, I'm going to aim <laughs> above glove, above blocker, at the mask, in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, six feet wide right. <laughs> Sick warm-up, guys. Thanks. Never low. Never going to warm up the pads. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a pretty good quote from uh, Barry Trotz in response to uh, what happened to Varlamov. So he says, quote, It wasn't fair to Ilya, which is Samsonov. It wasn't fair to Varley. The way the guys warm him up, it started in warm-up, and it just sort of carried over through the whole game. Obviously, we put Sorokin in a real tough circumstance. We did it to ourselves, injuring Varley in the warm-up. To me, it's almost unacceptable. To me, it's like running your quarterback over in warm-up. Players got to recognize that your goaltender is the most important player on your team. You've got to get them warmed up, and guys are just not thinking. Right. So, I mean, me and you are obviously going to agree with that. I don't see how you could disagree with it, but... I don't understand how you could disagree with it either. Uh... I've I've gotten hurt in warmups. Uh, I, I still remember that's I forget the percentage, but like a large portion of goalie injuries happen in warmups. Warmups, yeah, not just uh, from shooters, just stretching things like that too. This is I can I guess I can blame myself for this one, um, but again, like I've had my back turned and like you know I get it like right in the back. Like oh my god, the worst. Like or... The worst is when you turn around and you take a sip out of your water bottle and you hear <laughs> right by your ear. Yep. <laughs> Oh, the worst thing. Like, is- I turn around, I'm like, sick, dude. And the guy that shoots it is, like, just trying to, like, blend in with the crowd. Like, he didn't fire that puck. <laughs> the worst part is, like, in men's league, there's no one that puts the pegs in. You're, you're doing oh, yeah. it. Yep. And both times. My, I, my uh, team takes care of me. They like me. They do. They must hate me. I you. keep my glove on, but my block is off and, like, my stick's down. And I usually take my mask off, too. So I'm usually down, like, banging the uh, puck, uh, pe- banging the pegs into the ice. And there's times where, like, I'll just see a puck, like, fly right past me into the net. I'm like, whoa, what yeah, are you doing, Yeah, I never man? take my helmet off. Like, the only time I do is in between plays on the ice or in between periods to get some water. Yeah. But no way, man. Warm-ups. <laughs> Warm-ups, I, don't, I trust my guys less than I trust the other team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spin vote. Um, we'll we'll keep, uh, keep this rolling here. Carter Hutton got injured today. Oh, yeah. See that? That's a good transition from... Uh, his own team injuring him. Yeah. So, yeah, Carter Hutton's playing goalie for Buffalo, right? Yep. And his own defender, Provorov's coming in, swinging down the left wing. His own defender, after Provorov's taken the shot, Hutton's made the save, pushed it to the corner, follows the puck with his head. <laughs> the defenseman, who was it? Do you know who the defender it was? It was Brandon Montour. Brandon Montour. Like, absolutely crushes Provorov. Provorov does a 180, comes around with a flying elbow, and just creams him in the head and takes his mask clean off Hutton. It's you know? insane. Even in slow-mo, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he got smoked, dude. I saw the video. Like, oh, man. Uh, he came out of the game, right? He, oh, yeah. He uh, oh he's, in, he's still out. He's, he's, he's still injured. out? Yeah. He's injured with a head injury. <sighs> Probably had a concussion. A couple missing teeth. I wanted to bring that up, too, because it happens in men's leagues, too, where just like, it's, one, it's just a fucking pickup. Two... It's like, all right, it, like calm down. Like I've had bigger guys go out to small guys, and I'll I'll have the I'll have the puck covered up, and then all of a sudden I feel like a huge like body just on like, top of you on, on your back, right? Yeah, or just like a leg. I, I've had I have had like shin pad like right in like the neck that like pushes me out, and uh, it, you know you really got to watch what you're doing there, like especially uh, from a ghost perspective perspective in like a saving position, like especially covering down. That's when we're like the most vulnerable, and yeah, if, honestly. If, 
<clears throat> my preference for my defenseman is once I have my hand there, turn around, face away from me, and just box him out. You know what I mean? Box right. him out facing that way, not facing towards me. You know what I mean? Because that's going to get them to shove you onto me. Mm-hmm. And if you're facing out, you can just keep them away from me. You know? Right. I mean, this and this league is full of professional players uh, who have been playing for years that are like six feet. And Montour's like one of those guys, plus. isn't he? And Yeah, just big dude. Uh the injury you can cause is insane. Uh, to put your own teammate goaltender in that type of situation is really disgusting. Especially when you watch that. You're just like, this shouldn't happen, especially in this league. Uh, I honestly do think uh, the defenseman Brandon Montour, I wrote down, needs a reality check because he did it. He knew what he did. He pushed Pavlov uh, into his goalie and knocked him out. But when Pavlov was like... Provorov. Like, Provorov, sorry. Yeah, yeah. When he was like down pretty much in the net on the ice, uh, he got mad that he did it and jumped on him and started swinging at him. And well, I'm that's like, what they do. I don't... Uh, yeah, but it's like... I, I don't know. It's it's your fault. So, like, you know, stop it. And I think the <laughs> worst part is... Uh, when I was looking this up, there's a lot of articles blaming Provorov for this. I'm like... Especially, like... A Buffalo-centered Buffalo article, or, right? Yeah. Or they don't want to blame and their I'm own just guy. like... You guys got to take, like, responsibility for what happened. I, I don't get how Not you... Not even that. Just look at it. Just, just look at just it. Just look dude. at like, it. It's not how, how are you yeah. write this article. Yeah. So that goes back to what we're talking about with um sorry, Jake Voracek. Yeah. Like how, you know, article writers and shit could just like totally twist what actually happened and make someone look like yeah. a piece of shit when they're yeah. not. So, you know, it, it's it, it's it disgust disgusting what happened, one. Um but I, I think uh from what I've looked up with it, I think the people who write the articles really need another dose of reality check. To it wasn't that difficult to watch. You watch it both in like fe- like regular motion and slow mo, and you're like, oh my god, Provorov couldn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, he's he's flying through the air. So one thing that I would say, uh, looking at Trotz covering um, the Varlamov injury in warmups, I I think I should have seen the Buffalo coach come out and basically do the same thing about Montour and mm-hmm. call him out, just like Trotz called out. Um, Clutterbuck, you know what I mean? Right, right, so, right. I don't know. That's what I would have liked to see out of that situation, at least. I don't know. Um, right now, we got a... Uh, this is Friday night. We Or no, Thursday night, sorry. We're doing a Thursday night recording now. We got uh, Canadians-Canucks right now, 2-2, two to two, eight minutes into the game. I gotta tell you, that Canadians-Canucks game is that, that... Oh, they've been so good to watch. That was unbelievable. Yeah, and this one, obviously, I mean, we're not watching it, but I got the scores going. This must be fun to watch, too. 2-2 two to two already. That's nuts. Well, Some high-flying offense on these teams. Uh, I mean, I gotta tell you, when we I have a big breakdown for that Holby Price that that game alone, I think we were going we had to go through it again before this, and there was like a pause here and there. So yeah. many good saves, so, so many, many good, good goals, so yeah. many good. Um, is that a good time to break that down? Yeah, we can jump right into that we'll if jump you want. Jump right into that. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't write this down. Um, so in this game. It was the Canadians at Canucks. Uh, that was January twentieth. Um, Final was six to five Vancouver in a shootout, right? Right. Um, so at, at one point, uh, at what point you got Holpe? That's just uh, <laughs> we talked about this though, and you you gave me a different perspective on this. There's uh, the Canadians were on the power play. It's um, it's currently, um, 
Sorry, I should have had this up. It was currently 2-0. Two, zero. two uh, to one. I think they tied it one. up. I think they just tied it up. Sorry, I'm going to get this this thing going here. I thought I had it up. Uh, yeah, so anyway, if you break this down, you got Holpe looking. It's it's clearly like a break. You got Nick... Uh, you got three players here. Uh, three Canadians plays. Nick Schmidt is covering... Um, I don't know who that player is in the middle, but you got uh, Suzuki and... Um, Oh, I can't remember this player. It's 72 here. But the way Hopi is, it just looks like he was cheating. But, like, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't cheating. I think he knew that puck was coming across for that one-timer. But then when you watch it, he comes down into the butterfly. Um, and just, like, it just lets that tap in. So from, like, my perspective, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why Hopi did that. And then you broke it down saying, you know, Nate Schmidt did go down, so he might have, you know, expected the puck to hit his body and come across. But what do you do? Because as I have this pause, you can see him staring at that puck coming across, yet he's still in the butterfly stuck with his body leaning right to the post, even though it's coming left. Like, how... Obviously, the puck went in. It's a, it's At this point, it's a three-on-one. that um, It's rough, but... Uh, and I, you know, I, I, at the beginning, I, I was trying to break this down, and I thought I had it right, but you really gave me a, a uh, so a different opinion on it. The the reason that I have a different opinion than you is, and it it gets into the nitty gritty of replays nowadays. You could slow down a play to like half speed, quarter speed, right. and it looks entirely different than when you watch it fully play out at right. full speed. You know, mm-hmm. um, and we see a ton of that in the NFL right now. They're looking at. Slow motion replays, is it a catch, is it not? And when you break it down like that, anything could be a catch and anything can't be. Like, mm. you need to just, like, you know, take it from a, from a, like, a referee's perspective, let them make the call, and right. it is what it is. So, in this play, what I see, f- uh, full motion, I see Holpe sees the threat of the shot on the left wing. Um, his defenseman drops down to block the pass, so he sees the pass as being taken away entirely. Yeah. Leans into that right post, taking away all of short side, uh, for Suzuki to shoot at. The pass gets t- sent. Um, who drops down? Schmidt drops down Schmidt. to try to block it. Right. Hope he doesn't know if Schmidt's going to get a piece of it or not, so he plays the shot. The pass gets under him, and it just gets tapped in because no one's there to cover. Right. You know. So there's a, a few different ways of looking at it, because I did I did see him cheating, mm-hmm. but he he I think he also realized, I'm cheating for that pass. I need to play the shot, right. because my defenseman should be responsible for the pass. Right. And then once he leans into that blocker side, he doesn't have the the speed or the strength in the in that position to set that right edge and push across and even make an effort on that left save. Right. That's what locked him up, you know? Um, throughout this game, too, we we, uh, we went through a bunch of, like, saves and goals, uh, and we just talked about it before this podcast. And, um, I mean, I'm not taking fucking anything away from Holby. Yeah, it's just it, it's just his positioning wise is what confused me because again uh, I, what I looked at it looked like he was getting ready to push across and all of a sudden just like stopped and went in the butterfly I'm trying to figure out why but you, you are right maybe it was Schmidt that came down and, but a- anyway because um, if that puck hits Schmidt it's going to the far right corner right. so now he's set on that post waiting for Suzuki to pick that puck back up and set it out front but he's already set right, in his exactly. VH so know? he probably just got uh Froze, froze, mm-hmm. but um, and that's why he didn't move. I think right, and we we went through a bunch of like different saves and goals 
threw and, Holpe on this. And you, there was one, what was the pass across that we saw? It was like the same play it with no defenseman play, laying no out. It was just a, And through pausing it and just like really breaking it down, like Holpe was just spot on with everything. Like, yeah, so looking at this game, let's call it 5-5 and then a goal, obviously the shootout win. Yep. So it's a 5-5 tie. These goaltenders, I, I they played so well. There were so many highlights. Yeah. It's just a defensive collapse on the goals. I don't see a lot of mistakes made by the goalies, no, other than the one that you showed earlier with Price, with Price uh, frozen because of Besser. Uh, Besser, Besser, and that's another thing I want to. That's the other thing I want to break down. But yeah, the, even though this is one of those games where like the the score is high, but at the same time the goalies didn't make many or any mistakes. It was a defenseman, I think. It was that just hung a defenseman out. or. Uh, like Holpe had like just a, a tip that like you you couldn't a nasty tip just yeah. a nasty tip that like blown defensive coverage on that one yeah. too it, it, all of these are just like the majority of these were just you know again like defensive breakdowns and but stuff. that's how goals get scored yeah you know what I mean exactly it's either they beat one on one on a shot or it's a blown coverage right you know uh, but I guess you could say what I'm trying to say is from a different perspective too you can we see that as just broken down defense where other people could be like, wow, these goals are terrible. Yeah, like, no, yeah. The average no, fan isn't going to look at it like yeah, that. These, these goalies, both Price and Holpe in this game are yeah, if stellar. This, if this was the first hockey game you've ever watched, uh, you would be like, wow, these guys are probably the worst two goalies in the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? 6-5 final. <laughs> not knowing how perfect Holpe is. And Price. Cup and Price. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, right after this, um, uh, right after this play, Price lets in this goal here. And this is one that I can really break down, too. So uh, it was Brock Besser, right, who we were just talking about? Yeah, Besser about? scores. So the shot, uh, it's probably not the best angle. Um, so Price up here, he's going to shoot. The the shot's going to come for the point. And Price is going to get it with his left pad and pretty much push it out in front of him. Juicy rebound. No, Juicy no real rebound. choice, though. I think the worst part was it's in front of him, but... It just getting the pad there itself. You see the three Canadians right here and just Brock Besser. So there, there was some traffic. At least he had the pad. Like the problem was it just bounced out in front of him. But Besser is kind of just like, I wouldn't say alone, but like he has the puck right here. He's in the only open space that those three Canadians have left. Right. Exactly. And he has the wherewithal and ability to corral that puck and score it. Exactly. So in this breakdown, Price is so poorly positioned right here so he's price is going to come across i don't know if he freaked out like i'm not too sure so what he did what i see here is that shot from the point creams off his pad he knows it's on left side he's still kind of resetting himself after the slap shot right so it comes off his left pad he overextends because of the rebound and pushes left hard right when besser is corralling the puck and that's what leaves him Right, exposed. Because I, I, you could, you could see in this, he's kind of looking at the puck, so he kind of knows where it is. And then watch him kind of come across. I think that's where he screws up. Mm -hmm. But he's coming across to the left, and his right leg, if uh, I can pause the right, his left leg uh, is being pushed to the like left. So it's like uh, it's what I'm looking for. So it's just it's it's a lot closer to his left leg. His right leg is a lot close to his left leg, pushing on the left side. So when he pushes right? right, what he's doing is a reflex where you're pulling your right toe in behind your ass when you should leave that pad flat and extend it. Right, right. He's perfect, basically perfect. like trying to get momentum, pushing right to left, and then he's kicking that foot back so he gets more momentum to recover back left to right. That's perfect. So he's yeah, overextended on one ass. day. Yep. He's overextended one way, and he's using his right foot to get more momentum to overextend the other way. Right. But when he does that... Um, yeah, it's just... It's a shit show, because... I'm trying to 
I'm trying to find good ways to explain this for the Apple and uh, Spotify listeners here. But yeah, when he's coming across, he gets his arm down. He um, he has his arm down with his uh, with his stick just laying on the ice, kind of flat on the ice. Trying to close five hole with the trying stick. Trying to find yeah, close five hole. The problem is uh, Price is to his left, and he's he's pretty much got like the bottom left. Uh, center of the net covered, right? Yeah. But he's left that entire right side open, like the low bottom all, all the way to the top of the net, just wide open. And especially with that arm down, it's just like Brock, so, B- Brock Bess's little backhand, it, it goes low. If you look it at does. it, it just, it just it's a little like so, little tapping. The one correction I think I would give Price here is putting that blocker to the ice does you no good. You know that there's Nothing. a backside offender right there right. waiting for Besser to either miss the net and just bury it. But if you keep that blocker high, you set yourself with your stick in front of your five hole and then set that left leg, you can get back over. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, and I mean, it's price too. I get that he came over, but he's, he's a quick guy. He, he, his movements are unbelievable. His movements are like one of the best in the NHL, but it's just, it's the positioning here that it, it ruins him. But from, so at the end of all this, we're breaking down all of three seconds of play. It's a fast lap shot rebound. Right. He pushes one way and another, and it's in the net. Like, right. you can't overanalyze this either. Like, he's not perfect as no. much as like fanboys think he is. No, <laughs> it's it's just it's just like a half second. Not even. It's a quarter second it's screw up. A, yeah, it's it, it was the it, one set like split I think second. This all that happened in like two or three seconds. Yeah, it's, it, at all most. this happens. Yep. Uh, but these guys, especially Price, they're you know they're um, they're sculpted to play a certain way. Like it's just in his head to like you know. So I I don't know if they if this is something like you practice or whatever. But I I feel like even for me you like you know for me a fucking beer league, I've been in this situation where like mentally without even thinking I get up like my arm's not down in this situation at all. Nope. I stand big. Yep. Like exactly. I, if I don't That's know exactly where it's what I was going, just gonna say. I stand big and try to cover up as much net as possible. Whereas Price right here, he's not. He's, he's very like, small. He's very small. He's taking up maybe half of the net at most, like full body half of the net. Exactly. It's just nothing and which leads right here to Brock Bess's easy like easy ass goal right here. So looking at it from our perspective as dumb beer leaguers, I think that slap shot comes in. We stop. We set. We set the rebound right, right. and it's right there. I'm honestly just standing still and getting big. Right, exactly. But that's the difference between us and the NHL. You stand still and get big, and you're going to get exposed big oh, yeah. time. You know, right. And I, I don't know. Was was there even time to? That's the thing. We're breaking this down in such slow motion. When you rewatch this replay, it happens in in under two seconds. So watch. So shot at three three oh six. Right. Shot at three oh six. The goal happens literally three oh eight. Three oh eight. Two seconds Two later. Two seconds later. But like, so watch, watch Price here. So he comes down. He's got some time to actually get back up. He's quick back on his feet. But he's like again, what you said. He just stayed down. And like what you said, you can really get your uh, you oh, really over shit it on. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's what happens. And uh, I don't know, it's just bad play, just bad positioning, but. You know, you just got to move on. But it's something I wanted to break down because I think that's something, especially goalies, can look at and learn from and be like, hey, you know, Price is doing it, but don't follow Price on this because, uh, you know, some, uh, certain situations like this where the play's close and, you know, you, get, and you might not know where the puck is, but you got to make yourself look big. Don't drop your arm. Don't sh- Don't give the shot, the shooter, like, 
all that net to shoot at, trying to make yourself look big as possible. And one last comment that I have on this whole thing. There's always something you can learn from goals like this, but this isn't the ideal goal to analyze. This is split second. This is no. shit happens, basically, right. is how I look at this goal. Right, you know? exactly. Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was something I did notice when uh, watching this game. Though this game was like, awesome to watch. This game though. was incredible to watch. It's like I have this favorite. <laughs> like, right, right. It's so good. And we now they're playing again. now two to like, two still. Oh, so five minutes good. left in the first. So I didn't think. I, I, so when we talked about the Northern Division, I didn't think like uh, the Canadians Vancouver series would be good. I thought Vancouver would be flying through them, but yeah. Nick uh, Suzuki's looked unreal, and Tywa Toffoli too. Right, nasty. So um, crazy to see, it. and I. I I'm, I'm going to tell you, this might be one of those series where just like, if it's on, I'm watching it. One of yeah, those. for sure. Um, so I didn't want to talk about that. Uh, if anyone, I'll try to have, um, actually, you know what we could do? We could, I can, um, for the YouTube fans, I could put the, um, in the description, I could put the uh, games in the description for everyone to see what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, if, if you guys see that, or well, I, I guess we're gonna have it on. We could probably get it on edited, right? What? Um, I did. We, we did do it last week um, for the, this episode, but like we, we were talking about having an issue with like NHLs and uh, no. Yeah, we'll we'll see where that takes us. We got to look into that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I would like to know from a goalie or even a shooter if one of you, if a shooter's watching here, I want to know your perspective on this. Uh, doing the comments, or, you know, you can email us. Well, I'll be, I'm curious to know um, what your thoughts are on this. Uh, but moving on to something better, uh, Casey DeSmith, that Teddy Bluger pass, man. Yeah. Did you unreal. see that? Never even heard of Teddy Bluger in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that pass was amazing, dude. <laughs> Way high. It was awesome. I It reminded me of Marty Turco. Uh, just like a... Um, uh, just like a the form, I think the way that he got the under the form. puck to lift it. He got under the puck. Oh boy, and just absolute sauce. See that he catches it on the fly too. That's that's a nice heads up play by oh, Bluger. Seeing him, uh, man, driving that puck out. So good, so good. Uh, I think I'm gonna play it here. And like, I, I think this is all um, upper body. If you see it, I mean, he's a small goalie. I think uh, I think when you're a big tall goalie, you can use like your leg. But watch. Watch his form right here. Catches when he comes it, drops down. it. Catches, I love drops that. it. And like when you pause it right here, like look at his shoulders. Shoulders down. You know he's using. I don't see much leg. I think it's all upper body that he's using it because once he lets go, it's a rotation. It's a hip rotation. It might be a hip rotation. Yeah, you're right. And just an absolute sauce, man. It was so good. I was watching this he, game. He really rides that puck right up the uh, the blade of the stick too. Right. You see it go heel to toe. I didn't. Ex- perfect. I was watching this game. I did not expect this. He he dropped it, and I was like, "Oh, is he gonna play the puck?" Like sometimes goalies yeah. will have that and like kind of pass behind him, well, to the, either the back. behind the net or up that uh, off the glass, chip it up and out. You know? Right, exactly. And then all of a sudden, you just like, <laughs> I want to see uh, where this player comes from too. Wow, right just in. wide open in the middle, just cuts Bluger, for it. That's like, awesome. Just a beautiful pass nice move too. And, um, open up the five hole and tuck it. So good. Uh, Fake the shot, nice. So good. So. That was cool as shit. Yeah, that was nice to see. I, I you was, don't see that often. I was shocked when I saw that live. I think you're going to see it more and more. Like, their goalies are really starting to focus on their puck handling skills mm-hmm. with, like, the Ben Bishops of the world. Like, he he is one of the best puck handlers in the league. But you also see them screw up, like we saw with Carter Hart the other night against the Penguins right. when uh, Crosby batted that thing out of the air. Right. Um, I guess, hmm, 
there's a few more things we want to talk about tonight. Um, I, there was something I did want to talk about, and that's Ryan Miller. Uh, I don't think you were into it as much as I was, but I, looking at this, it looks like it shouldn't be allowed. Honestly, <laughs> it, like so, he basically added a mod to the wrist cuff of his glove pad, right? Uh, and it basically is just like extra impact absorption, but it kind of looks like a shitty piece of styrofoam, like nailed to his glove. He's had this for like a few years now. He said 2018, but I feel like it happened. He had it on before then. Because, like, when you're a gear slut, man, like, this time's, like, watching the games or just, like, seeing clips on Instagram. Thanks, Thank God for Instagram because now I can zoom in. This time's where, like, I'll pause things and, like, zoom in and just check out gear and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's a mod. What's that for? And I saw that mod on his glove years ago and, like, zero explanation of what it is, why it's allowed, you know, or anything. And after uh, Ryan Miller retired, uh, he was actually pretty good on Instagram. And um, I brought it down here um, somewhere in the beginning. Oh, in May of last year. He was on Instagram. And uh, he talked about it. And it's just a padding on his wrist, cu- uh, on his the wrist of his glove. We'll chuck um, a picture up, too. Sorry? We'll chuck a picture up, too, right? Yeah, yeah we got a picture. Um, he, uh, the NHL approved it, and it's to help for the impact on his wrist. Uh, he had his pisiform, or pisiform bone completely removed after the 2018 season. Uh, the pisiform bone is one out of eight of the smallest bones that form part of the wrist joint. But um, so that was interesting, and I, like you could like as a goal in a goalie perspective too, like you know how long it takes like to figure shit out, especially being a gas slut, and like like what the hell is that on your glove, and yeah. finally getting to know what it is. I think uh, like you said, it's becoming more of an open book now. Like back in the day. Even 10 years ago, you wouldn't know any of this. You know what I mean? It's becoming more, like, I think that it would be more reporters looking into it, like, hey, what is that? Why do you have it, you know? But nothing. Like, the other thing you mentioned today, too, Marty Barone with his his spray. He used to spray some kind of, like, glue spray on his hands to get his glove to stick so he didn't have to use, like, a a baseball glove. Yeah, so back, this is my uncle who never watched, uh, he watches hockey, but he never uh, played hockey uh, or goalie to to begin with but he's the one who got me into um this is back in high school he's the one that got me into baseball gloves to put to wear under my gl- catching glove and uh, ever since then I, I even i got you into it yeah i mean i've always liked it but <clears throat> they fall apart so fast on me for some reason so i just i don't do it anymore i've given up oh really they, they just fall apart mine too last, quick mine last a while i don't you know, know what you got my, the tuga ones we got were absolutely terrible yeah that's that was garbage <laughs> that was terrible uh Ah, interesting. I might need to... I got one that's been lasting me, like, almost two years now. Tell you what, though, if I could figure out what that spray was, his accent, I couldn't tell what he was talking about, oh, but God. I would uh, I would totally buy. But that's space. how we figured things out back in the day. Like, yeah. like, I'm showing you shit from back in the day that, like, I remember because, like, it was the littlest piece you, of you information. You noticed the Lundy Loop before it was the Lundy Loop and told me about it, and I was like, buddy, I've just started playing goalie. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. And then now... I have the same thing on my pads. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> this is yeah. This is back in 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about it like day one goal. Oh yeah, Lung- I, I was, was like, "Who's Lundqvist?" There was one. <laughs> there was one night where Lundqvist. Uh, I was watching him skate, and he had like the uh, his skate lace um, was sorry, uh, skate strap was uh, behind his skate, and I'm looking at it. The hell is that? And I f- we found out that it's called he. It's a mod for Lundqvist. We call him the Lundy Strap, Lundy Loop, or whatever. And uh, 
there was no like skates now, like goalie skates now have them. Like they my, come with them. Yeah, they come with them now. Uh, but back then, man, my I had to like you had to customize. Your, I I found like a I took like an old backpack of mine. You know the black straps. I cut those off and made a loop and like like yeah. pretty much gorilla glued it Damn. to like the back of the skate and we started to use it. So like the stuff you got to go through. But dude, I guess, did I uh, did I tell you about my chest protector too? No, I, I had to drop that off. Both my arms fell off. I talked about it one week when I said to take my. Oh off yeah, pipe. that's right. So I found a place that's repairing it. They're basically reattaching the arms, but. It's just a pain in the ass. Like, I paid a lot of money for that chest protector. It still works really well. And if those arms are back attached, like, I'm not buying a new one, man. You know? <laughs> I thought that was it the same. I, uh, I must have talked to you about uh, my old chest protector. Like, one of the first ones I got was the iTech ones. Yeah, I remember that. I remember for all that. the new people listening, iTech was actually a huge company back yeah, then. Yeah, we talked about iTech and Coho one week. Yeah. I tell you about the, um, the straps that I had that were just like. Uh, the Velcro straps. Yep, we talked about those on that episode okay. too. Yep. Yeah, that was that was fucking brutal. But it, it's crazy to talk about now how how far everything's come. Like now, like uh, the Lundy mod was just me like constantly trying to figure shit out. Like just yeah. Google and just like looking at like images that like there was one image on Google. But now like thanks to Instagram and stuff like. A little thing like a little mod that Lundquist would do, it'd be all over. There'd be so much information on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, like as a gas lot now, it's just it's just so much easier. Uh, you want to go into uh, waivers next, so I can run and take a pee break. Let's do it. Think that works? Yeah, it's fine. All right, brother. Uh, so, Casmir uh, Cascasuo is uh, uh, one of the guys. He's a goalie. Shout out Casmir on Twitter. Oh yeah, Casmir uh, Cascasuo is now playing for the Nashville Predators. And he vlogs. He's uh, he's on um, YouTube. If you look him up, um, he's cool as shit to watch. And actually, he's been a great uh, kind of eye inside everything. And the latest video that he had, he kind of explained waivers. And for everyone watching and on Instagram and you know Twitter and everything, you're gonna see players left and right on waivers. And I was noticing that uh, there's a lot more. Uh, uh, players being on waivers than I used to see, especially in the beginning of the season. Like, oh, uh, Aaron Dell's on waivers. I'm like, the hell's going on? So, uh, to explain the waivers situation, especially for the taxi, the taxi um, squad. Uh, yeah, you're gonna see a bunch of these. You're gonna see a bunch of players on waivers. Uh, it's for the taxi squad. You need a waiver for players to be loaned to the minors. Uh, but during that time, other teams have 24 hours after being placed on waivers to claim the player. So, like, I was just uh, Aaron Dell is actually one of them who I was going to talk about. Uh, talk about he's playing for the Maple Leafs, but he was actually picked up off waivers by the Devils. Um, and uh, I don't know if that was the Maple Leafs' decision. I don't know if they thought Aaron Dell. Uh, I don't know if they thought you know it'd be a good move to put Aaron Dell down into um, the affiliate team. But in order to do that, you got to put on a waivers. And unfortunately, um, well, for Toronto, uh, New Jersey Devils picked him up. So <clears throat> when you put a guy on waivers for the taxi squad, you have a 24-hour period where you might even, the play they put in the squad, you might not even have after that 24 hours. So it's like a, um, it, it's like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's something you take, um, it's a risk you take. Sorry. Yeah, yep, it's a risk you take. Uh, to do it. But after the 24 hours, if uh, no one picks you up, um, if no team picks you up, sorry, um, 
then you're open you, to the market. You're open, you're open to the no, no, no. Then you go down to the affiliate team. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. For the team. So um, with Toronto, I'm sure they were pl- fudging the cap numbers a bit doing right. that, you know, because they're so tied up against it. One thing I learned too is uh, if like uh, I brought up Arundel. Uh, he went to the Devils, but say Aaron Dell was put on waivers to go into the taxi cab, uh, taxi crew. What the fuck am I trying to say? Taxi, the squad. taxi squad. Um, and there was like five teams that wanted him all at once. The worst team standing, the worst team in the league would get him on this year's standings, right? Uh, on this year's standings, hmm. in the standings for that year, the worst team in that league has would, first would, dibs. Would, has gotcha. first dibs. Uh, one thing that. I'm hoping that he didn't go ahead and start was uh, Maple Leafs pads because we were talking about how Arundel always have has six pa- six Sick pads pads man and I hope that he didn't start customizing his Maple Leafs one. I can't. I, he's gonna have some sweet ones the for the Devils. First thing I thought of when uh, I saw a Devils pick up Dell, I'm like, oh my god, that gear is gonna be right. sick. They, I, I love watching. <laughs> now you see, now you see like game game used stuff. It's like a fresh set of Arundel Maple Leafs pads, never used <laughs> on the market now. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so he was picked up. Um, Aaron Dell was picked up by the Devils. Um, Another sick team for him to go to to make a nice set of pads with the oh Devils. Kind of like Black, uh, red. you see Robin Leonard's knighted pads. Those are Those nice, Those are going to be nice. Sharp, sharp. Uh, so, so he was picked up, and because Crawford retired, I guess they've been leaning on Blackwood. So the Devils have, like, uh, they don't have, like, an extreme goalie situation, but they, they needed that. Backup. Yeah, they needed that guy, sure. especially they, this season. All they have, seasons. I wouldn't say all they have, but they have Eric Comrie and Scott Wedgwood, and both goalies, man. I mean, they're good, but they're not. They're not haven't been in the league that long, mm-hmm. you know. Like they need like, like a veteran backup. I and should say. picking Dell up gives them the flex room of if anything COVID related happens, like the Capitals have with Samsono being out now. Right. They have no Lundqvist, right. and they have to rely on the other two guys. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. So it gives uh, the Devils some breathing room and uh, actually gives them some depth, I guess, if you want to say. I would I say know. absolutely. I, I think he would go before Wedgwood and um, the oh, other guy, but we'll easily. see, you know? Easily. Uh, uh, we talked about, uh, I think they gave him Blackwood arrest, though, right? We talked yes. about the roster yep. and everything. So it's yeah. Comrie and Wedgwood. It's Comrie and Wedgwood right now, and... Dell has just been added. Dell's been added... I wonder if he's going to have to quarantine where he's coming from. That's one, also a different division, too. That's what wow. I'm talking about. So, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> that's what I was talking about, too, because I'm like, I wonder if he's got to, like, do the protocol and, like, take the it, test. It's now, like, seven to ten days, and I wonder if a negative test allows you to be like, no, you're good. You can come play. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, interesting to see. Uh, I actually talked about this in uh, the Discord. Uh, it was me, you, Tommy, and everyone. Uh Actually, I don't think you were there. But I, I was, haven't been on in like a week. I've uh, been, you I've, been do, I've been doing stuff around the house here. Oh, gotcha. But uh, I was talking about like uh, I wouldn't say first dibs or sh- and you know, you know how the vaccines out. I feel like at this point, like because everyone like wants to watch sports, you know, and they want to get their head out of you know everything that's going on. I don't you feel like you know maybe the professionals should be getting like their round of vaccines. Well, so. That is that is an interesting way of looking at it. The way I looked at it was these guys are the most fit people in the world. They're young, healthy, like why would they need the vaccine? If they get it, they'll be all right. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's the other side of the coin, you know. But you also see guys going out. Oh no, absolutely. Problem. But I think it's it's not for their own safety and well it is. Right. It's not for their own health reasons. Right. It's to prevent the spread of it to the entire team and to yeah, the entire right. league, you know. But 
Yeah, that that is a the, a funny way of looking at it that I hadn't even thought of. Yeah, you know? it's just a thought I had. I'm like, wait a minute, we, the vaccine's out. Why can't they get that? So none of this it has would to probably, be like it a would probably be like thing. a bad look for the league because they'd be like, oh, you think these guys are more important than the rest of the world? You know what I mean? That's what um I think Tommy is the one that brought that up. He goes, yeah, he's like, yeah, Th- this literally is, people like that this need is it. like very close to walking the line to me ending the conversation too because it gets like it's nuts, man. Like. It gets so political and like vaccines become like a thing and it's right. like, oh my God, there's so many like, right. so many lines to walk, right. you know? It's just a thought that I had. And then when Tommy brought up, he goes, well, people who don't like sports are going to be like, oh, what? Because the, they play sports like the better than me right, and right. shit. And they, like, and they oh, honestly, that's right. yeah. from the outside perspective of someone that doesn't like sports, it's like these guys play a game for a living and make like 80 times what I make in a year. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'll Why never see that much money in my life. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, interesting. Yeah, interesting thought. But because uh, it'd be so much, I don't know. It, it would make the league run smoothly. A lot you know? smoother than what it is. But I mean, if you think about it in that perspective, giving it to other people makes the world run smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I think we leave it alone there. We're done. Yeah, I want to end that conversation right there. Oh, um, man. <laughs> I like that, though. That was good. Yeah. Uh, it, like, uh, yeah, so you weren't there because uh, Tommy was the one that, like, Slap me out of uh, what yeah, I was thinking. It's different, oh, you know. It, it's always nice having a outside perspective to show you what else there is, you know. Right. Um, last thing on the list uh, before we start just talking shit uh, was Jimmy Howard. You retired, uh, thirty-six years old, retired after fourteen years with the Red Wings. He was drafted back. Uh, sorry, he was drafted back in two thousand three by the Red Wings and became the starter back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Uh, Howard is the third. Howard, sorry, Howard is third in both games played with 543 and wins with 246 in Wings history. He's right behind Terry Sawchuk and Chris Osgood in both categories. Uh, Wings had signed him for a year deal last season and didn't want to sign him again this season. Uh, Edmonton was interested uh, to pick him up, but Howard decided to retire and coach minor league hockey. So, uh, yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to him. He, what, uh, what a leg end. What a leg end. <laughs> Man, when that might be the new thing. I like you, leg end, especially um, especially me. I feel like anytime I think I see the Red Wings, I think uh, Jimmy Howard. He's just like, he's just that. You know, like, hmm, what can I say here? Like, uh, he's an icon for their their. He's an icon. Team. Like I remember growing up and like looking at like the Flyers logo and thinking Eric Lindros. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just yeah. So. Uh, Props to Jimmy Howard on a great career that he's had. Uh, raised the cup with the Detroit Red Wings against the Pens back in, I think, that season, right? 2009? Yeah. Yep, so, I think so. as soon as he came in and then, uh, you know, 36 years old. Uh, they, they said he had a rough season last season, but, you know, playing for as long as he did and, you know, it, it's bound to catch up to you. But he had a great he had a great career at the Red Wings. And, uh, again, uh, with the stats that he has to be right behind uh, Terry Sawchuck and Chris Osgood, I mean, you can't. <laughs> yeah, can't absolutely. go wrong. He should be very proud of his career. So one thing that's interesting about this too, it says um, they didn't want to sign him again for this season. Edmonton was interested, but he decided to retire. He you know, to retire, so yeah. that brings me to uh, the Maple Leafs Spezza or Spezza. I don't know Spezza. which one it is. Uh, he said he will retire if he's he got put on waivers by Toronto, and he says he will retire if he's claimed off of waivers. So Toronto doesn't want him. You know what I mean? They got him on waivers. So, so this th- is why ha- wouldn't he just retire? This is what happens when you take piss breaks, buddy. I explained waivers. So yeah, No, I, I understand how it works, but he should just retire. It, yeah, if you... Um, 
So he's basically holding out and saying, Toronto, either take me back or I'm retiring. Well, it's not, it's not, so is he getting, was he put on, on waivers for the, um, uh, for the taxi squad? Is that well, why? Waivers is waivers. I'll check. No, no, no. But... The, the taxi squad waiver is different is what I was saying while you were taking a piss break. Is it the task squad waiver that he was doing for? Because in order, in order for a team to send someone down for the taxi squad, they need to be put on waivers, no matter who it is. Right, and in order, right. So either way, it's a waiver. There's not a specific taxi squad waiver and a regular waiver. Yeah, a waiver is a waiver. But a waiver is a waiver. But it doesn't mean he's gone. It just means once no. he's put on the waiver, this no, twenty-four hours to pick him that. up. Yeah. But if no one picks him up, he's just going to be down in the affiliate where the Toronto Maple Leafs can bring him back up again. Right. Yeah. So all he has is that twenty-four hour period where maybe someone will pick him up. But I guess. But he's forcing the entire league's hand and saying, "Now we don't want him," and now he gets what he wants. He gets to go back to the Leafs. Uh, it's either that or he just go like you know I what I mean. Say I want to say like they didn't want him. They're just like okay, we yeah, want yeah. You. I, we I just see the gripe put there. Put you down, you know, and then I bring you up, you know. But we don't want you on our starting we don't want roster you right now or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, they don't want him. Then that's what that's the way I see that. You're, he's either good enough to be in your top four lines, yeah. or he's not, and that's what it is. And I think Spezza is just forcing the entire league's hand by doing this, and I think it's friggin' lame. Either retire or. Just, just I don't know. It's just annoying. Like, yeah, you are literally saying I'm only going to play for the Maple Leafs, and now no team is going to pick you up because you will retire, and that's it. So if I was another team, right, I fucking pick him up. I'd be like, fine, go retire, buddy. You know what? Probably fucking told him to do that was probably Mitch Mana. Remember the Mitch Mana whole bullshit where he's just like, uh, either pay me like Austin Matthews, or I'm going to go to a different team. And Toronto's like, ah, oh, fuck, what do we do now? And then they they paid him like idiots. It. I blame Toronto. I respect Mitch Marner for that because he could go to another team, be a stud, be the guy, and get paid. Right. Good for him. You you don't like that he did that? I just feel like it's a bitch move, especially... It's not. He's strong-arming him for money because he deserves to get paid. The way he did it, though, was bad. I feel like he should have been like... He should have at least went up to him and be like, hey, can we discuss you know my payment? I That's not his job. That's his agent's job. That's his agent's job. So he, I guarantee you the agent had talks with him. The agent came back and said... Yeah, they're willing to give you eight. He's like, no, I want ten. The agent go back, goes back and says he wants ten. They say no. He says, I'm going to hold out. You know what I mean? It, it's right. a whole there's a whole middleman aspect of it, and I think like I respect it a lot because I respect that. I don't respect what Spets is doing, not at all. It, you're right in that sense where it, like it doesn't make sense. He has strong armed the entire league into not picking him up, whereas Mitch Marner has strong armed just the Maple Leafs into sign me for the money that I'm worth, or I'm going to walk and go to another team. Right. You know what I mean? Jason Spetch is such like uh, like a name that like you oh my go god to. he's a stud you know exactly. he was a stud I, I mean his right. game has slipped over the years but he's still that good he's he's I would put him in the same category as Keith Yandel yeah you know what I mean so you like uh, although this year though I feel like Keith Yandel is better than Spetsa oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, even last year and probably three or four years before that <laughs> but I think Spetsa's close you know what I mean like they carry the same weight even though Yandel's probably two or three rungs above Spetsa right. Uh, I don't know. It, it's we would need more information. I, Absolutely, I, like, I feel like if we're in the situation and knew what was happening, uh, I think we know. Need more yeah, it. you know, you don't look at the the other aspects. Maybe Toronto's like, hey, tell everyone you retire. Yeah, and then we'll pull you back up when we need you. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. So a lot of uh, open ends there. Right. Uh, like while- maybe they could have thrown him on waivers and uh, like you got Spezza saying he's going to retire because you, you put him on waivers, that 24 hours, man, how many teams are going to go after him? How many teams are going to go after him? And then like, what, exactly you, wait, what, are you saying that like actually how many or like you think a lot will? Actually, like actually how many teams would go after him? 
a shit ton, right? I would say six backs. Yeah, six. But six, six is a lot. Six, six is a lot of plays. And now with um, and now exactly what I was talking about with the waivers. Now the worst team out of that six is going to pick up Jason. Spencer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he went from to Toronto, which is right now is ironically to a Detroit. fucking great team. <laughs> Did like Detroit or Chicago. like Chicago? <laughs> yeah, Chicago. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> Oh, that's a funny. That's that's an interesting. See so these other other perspectives. As a player, you know? Yeah, that's it's like, funny. Damn, like it. it yeah, like in, in that sense, like it's a scary thought. You're like, damn, I want to play for Toronto, man. Like they're a great team. I got to stay there. I mean, he's been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't Nothing's know. Nothing's better than his laugh, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's better than his laugh. Um, the last couple things I have here: uh, Detroit's game against Columbus. Uh, Dylan Larkin and Zach Wierenski going at it. Did you see that? They're childhood buddies. They grew up playing together. You're telling me. I don't think I watched the... I don't think I saw the fight. Yeah, so uh, the... Basically, I don't know what happened, but they get into it in front of the net. And what happens, Larkin and Wierenski are such good friends. Larkin offered to host Wierenski's parents to the game because Wierenski's family is from Detroit. So Dylan has access to Detroit Red Wings tickets for Detroit residents only, or like Michigan residents. So right. since Wierenski's out of state, he can't get those. So he reserved them for him and everything. And then they get in the game, and there's a scrum, and there's like, I think this game went to overtime, if I'm not mistaken. And they get into a scrum in front of the net, and they just start going at it. And they're actually throwing punches, which is nuts, because they're close <laughs> friends. But, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I'm your best friend or not. They're going right. to throw them, so... Um, and then at the end, they were both laughing about it. So it's just, that's just what it is. It's kind of <laughs> weird that like, you can just get in a fist fight and be cool with it at be the end cool of it, it, you know? I mean, especially from like that perspective too. And they're both, they're both like good friends and shit. So I don't know. It could be like the hockey mentality too. It's like, Hey, let's scrum. Cause I've had guys, but I've there, had, there's, Hey, let's scrum. But this is like, this looked like a full blown like fight. Full Cause blown I saw the, I saw the video. You haven't yet. They were throwing them, you know? Yeah. But we used to do that in high school, man. Like, you ever do helmet boxing? This is probably oh, helmet reason. boxing was so much fun. That's probably another reason why I was I did it in lacrosse. So uh, much fun. Yeah, man. We, we got it. But, like, no one... When we were doing it, man, no one pulled their punches, man. It's oh, yeah. like, well, you blacked out for a second and fell down. Oh, I never like, had that. Jesus. No? No. no were you wearing a goalie different. helmet? Celtic kids are different. No, you wore, like, regular play helmets okay. with, like, the cage and stuff. And you'd be rocked, man. God, we were stupid back then. Yeah, no. It, I definitely did that. That's That's a lot of fun. Uh, and then the last note I have here is Brandon Lemieux's shift for the Rangers. Uh, we were talking about who was it last week that had that awesome shift blocking the shots? Who just retired from the Rangers? Uh, Callahan. Callahan. Ryan Callahan, Callahan had that shift. It's look. It looked just like that. Uh, Lemieux drops down. He's got his right leg down. Takes a clap bomb off the calf muscle. So his leg is like probably just like having muscle spasms. Locked up. Uh, and he <laughs> can't even get it back up to his feet for a solid like five seconds. Finally gets like enough room to get to the point again, blocks another shot in the defensive zone. Off his back, and, right? Yeah, the second one went, I think, off his same leg or, like, up Something. there. And then just He's hobbles to the bench. He's still trying man. to go. Yeah. If there's ever an intro for, like, NHL hockey, it should just be that. Yeah. And then at the end, just have the NHL it's logo like, on there. It's like uh, the Greg Campbell shift when he breaks his femur, right. the Ryan Callahan shift right there, and then Brandon Lemieux, add him to the list. I, I couldn't believe... He was trying so hard. Like you could tell, you could see, you could see the agony. In his face, yeah. But like he was just like, nope, I gotta get back in the fence. He was, it was like he was like in a like a kayak, just like with this. Yeah, thing it did to get look like it, there. didn't it? Yeah. I was like, oh my god. And then like he was still able to block that second shot. I'm like, this guy is amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. So uh, definitely looks incredible for um, who's at the Rangers, right? Yeah, the Rangers. Yeah, definitely looks, for, especially for um, the coaches and like the head coaches and the GMs. I think as a as a player, that makes you look really good. 
Brendan Lemieux. I'm an idiot. I thought it was Brandon. How old is he? Uh, 24. 24, man. Yeah. Well, shit. The heart he has for that, too. Right. Take, I, I can't. I can't imagine taking a, like a, a shot like that, like a shot block like that. <laughs> My God, I know. Like people think goalies are crazy. We have so much protection padding. We don't feel anything, and like the players are the players ones that are crazy. Don't have anything, especially <laughs> like yeah, especially the guys going down to like the take the shot. We have a mask. They have a helmet with like their face just like wide open. And Dude, I'm like, so many of them doing? don't wear cages. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I remember. Um, I call him Duncan Teeth. Um, Duncan Keith. <laughs> back in like the day, it was that it was that Stanley Cup run. Uh, run uh, sorry, run. He took a clapper off the face and lost a shit ton of teeth. Do you remember that? He came back out and finished. He the came game, back right? out and finished the game. I'm like, holy shit! It's crazy, dude. That would hurt so bad. Oh god, they got to pump him up with something. They're like, just do something. Oh yeah, pain. oh yeah. They, like, they got it. Just there's, straight there's morphine no in the mouth. So now, like every time, like he smiles, or I just call him Duncan Teeth. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, who was I talking about the other week? Uh, Dudnicka. <laughs> he had no, no friend teeth. <laughs> There's a few guys that like started smiling. I'm like, oh my god, this guy yeah. has no teeth at all. <laughs> but like, if you're in the NHL and you get your teeth blown out, like I'm not paying to have dental work done until I'm done with my career. Like I'll get it cleaned up so that like I feel okay. There's no risk of infection. Right, but exactly, I'm not getting fake teeth put in until I'm done. Done. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like Brent Burns it at that you know? point. Pull uh, just pull them all and just give me fake teeth. Like I, I think I was telling you, Sean this. Avery's got a nice set of fake teeth. I think. Sean, nice, uh, yeah, Sean Avery. Uh, he he was on a podcast with uh, I think Spitting Chickens or whatever, saying like. Um, He's now doing like commercials. He's an actor now. Yeah, I mean, like an actual like so. a role actor, learning lines and shit. It's a, uh, it's kind of crazy. He went from uh, doing a Martian band in front of Brodeur to acting now. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I'll always remember that. You say Sean Avery, and it's the first thing I think of that whole yeah, Brodeur. Yeah, we talked Sean about the Avery rule and the Brodeur rule yep. a couple episodes ago. Exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah. So other than that, we got um, we got Nothing some time else, left. Right? Yeah. Uh, what's um. How the picks been? Oh, the picks. I didn't do the math. Let's uh, let's chalk it up real quick. Um, basically, though, we missed a couple. I think you missed a couple days, so your numbers are going to be off. Um, for the most part, it's been nice getting these all in. I think we both took today and yesterday off. Us and uh, yeah. Alex, our listeners, still doing them. Like I said, if anyone else wants to jump in, feel free. Um, they're fun. Something to do. I took today off. Usually, when I do the notes for the uh, for the podcast, I usually do it the day of. So. Uh, everything is, you know, up to date with uh, everything we're talking about. Just an eyeball check. It looks like I may have caught up to you with you missing picks um, based on, like, green and red. How many people we got going on now? Just just me, you, and Alex, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beer League Hero didn't want to jump in. If anyone else wants to, they're more than welcome to, you know? It's been but fun. It has been. It's something something to do. It's actually gotten difficult because, like, now you got to take... Now, with Ailey Samstone off and everything else... Yeah, if get, I knew him and Obi were out, I wouldn't have picked Washington, like, you know? holy shit, yeah. Uh, I don't really check. I kind of just wing it. Oh, my God. Because I, I, I got fantasy to worry I about, I wrote too. down Cal Peterson, uh, the goalie for uh, LA Kings, man. I'm like, if he's in net, he's, they're not going to win. And that game, man, that we I watched with... I can't remember who they played. Minnesota, probably, Minnesota, I think. Minnesota, fucking... He's, I don't want to say he's terrible, man, but like, my God, he's just like, I don't know, it's just goals that shouldn't happen. I'm like, it's one of those goal- goals that you like you can't really rely on, you know. Mm. But um, want to wrap this up? Yeah, that's about it, man. Well, uh, oh yeah, we got a shot to do. We, we almost forgot. Oh him last my God, week. we almost forgot. Oh. We almost forgot him last week. I'm gonna oh. keep leaving him here. Yeah. So just, I gotta uh, smear off whipped cream. It's this funny because I was looking at it and I'm like. Oh, let's wrap this up. <laughs> so, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, Tennessee Honey, you didn't like this last time, but we no, got like good fucking luck. 10 of these left. They're like, 
They're one of the most common nips bought. The honey takes away from the from the whiskey bite, but that's not bad. Good luck, dude. Right. Yeah, I gotta smear it off whipped cream. Oh. Right, Cheers, man. pal. Cheers, buddy. That's really not that bad. This is better than the vanilla. I like this one better. It tastes like maple syrup, kind of. It's not that bad. It's, it like it, it, it's hitting me now, though. Like I yeah. like the. Anyway. Oh, I had um. Was it? Oh, was it? What was it? I sent you a picture of it. Glenn Levitt, eighteen. Glenn Levitt. Yeah. Let me check. Fourteen yeah. or something like that. No, it was definitely eighteen. Let 18. me see. So this was my buddy Tommy bought this. I texted it to you. A picture of it. Uh, seventy-three dollar bottle. Oh, Dewar's. That's what it was. Dewar's. Yep. Dewar's eighteen-year true Scotch, uh, double-aged, and it was a blend. So they're five different uh, sco- single malt scotches. We we gotta start getting sponsors on here because uh, <clears throat> I'm telling you, man. I've, like, Jameson's been my boy. It's like this entire. Uh, yeah, reach out to Jameson. See if they'll hey, sponsor hey, Jameson, our podcast. Yeah. Uh, you ever listen to Post Post podcast? I mean, yeah, we got like eight viewers. We got like eight <laughs> viewers. For, I mean, we're doing good. I think you know. they'll buy a bottle eventually. We'll uh, we'll. We'll give you a little shout out, you know? Yeah. Help you guys out. But, but uh, other than that, um, thanks for everyone for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. A links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Cheers, Take boys. Bye. See you.